Amen. So we were up in York, Maine this past week, and we were walking through the amusement park that's up there, York Wild Animal Kingdom. It was actually after it was closed. Uh, we were with Ben and my son, older son Ben and his girlfriend Michaela and Sarah and some others from our extended family were there walking by. And we walked by the, the, amuse, the, uh, the carnival games that were all shuttered. And I remembered back to how when our sons were little, when we would go to visit a carnival, how we would walk by these midway games and the carnival carnies, whatever they're called, who work these games would yell out to try to have us come and play the games. Have you ever had that happen to you? And inevitably, my sons would grab my arm, cry out, please, Dad, can we play? I thought about that as I was thinking about the scripture passage because it made me feel like I could relate to those 70 in our gospel lesson from the 10th chapter of Luke that Jesus sends out like lambs into the midst of wolves. That's what I used to feel like when I walked around the carnival with our sons and the midway game folks would yelling out, talk about temptation, so many areas where misplaced hope can be put. So many times when dreams just don't work out as we wish they would, not only in a walk through a carnival midway, but also, as we all probably know, in the walk through life. How do we get through it all and come out on the other side? And I'm not just talking about our wallets, like I was worrying about when I was walking with my kids in the carnival game, by the carnival games, but how do we get through both the disappointment and, you might also say, the winning and make it through life? in a broader sense. Now Jesus gives us some good advice in our gospel passage from Luke, appropriate for this weekend. Talk about freedom. Go into the journey of discipleship, he tells these 70, carrying nothing. No purse, no bag, no sandals, no anything, except each other and God. You've got to remember that they went out in pairs, right? They went out together, united, for strength, for encouragement, standing strong in the faith, not alone, but together. In life, we're, we're free to choose to play any game we want, but also free to put our trust in God. To go with faith through the journey of life, not just because of how wonderful and how skillful we might be, but because of a trust, because of a radical trust that we can have in God. A dependence on God. It's good on Independence Day to think about being dependent. One quickly realizes in the games of skill in the carnival and in many of the games of skill in life in general, that we don't always have what it takes. But the good news of great joy is that with a radical trust in God, you never 
walk away empty-handed. And with trust in God, we never give up. This is the message of the early followers of Jesus, and, and this is what Paul reiterates to the Galatians in that letter we heard from this morning, from the sixth chapter. Too often, after a few failures, after a few mistakes, we begin to disbelieve that God will provide. When things aren't going our way, we jump off the God bandwagon. Don't ever underestimate what God can do in you and through you and with you. This gives us true freedom. What Christ and what Paul are telling us is that we are to never give up on weaving through the temptations of life, of making it past all the games of life to a deeper and more fulfilling, more abundant walk. This is Paul's encouragement to the Galatians and Paul's encouragement to us. He says, let us not grow weary in doing what is right. That's good advice for us as individuals. That's good advice for us as a nation as well. Let us not grow weary in doing what is right, to not give up hope as we sow the Spirit. This is essential in the journey of faith. You know, one of my favorite quotes of all time is from Martin Luther King Jr. when he says, we must accept finite disappointment, but we must never lose infinite hope. This is true for us as individuals, and unfortunately, it's true for us as a country as well. Sometimes you read about our nation, and it might finitely disappoint you. But we must never lose infinite hope. You might look at yourself in the mirror, and you might be finitely disappointed at what you see. But you must never lose infinite hope. It is a constant reminder that we have a freedom to choose how we take on tomorrow. No matter what today brought to us in our life, no matter what disappointments or what victories we might have had. Understanding that tomorrow is a tomorrow that God holds in God's hand. The type of freedom that God gives to us leads to this sense of an undying hope, to an unbreakable faith, not in our own abilities, but in what God can do through us and in what we can do together in this walk of faith. God is at work in our lives today, yearning for us to grow. grow. As I mentioned to the children this morning, it's important to realize when we see those birthday candles on our cake, And important to ask ourselves when we see the fireworks on the 4th of July, have we learned and grown as individuals and as a country? Now, as many of you know, I'm not a gardener, but I know that as the summer heat comes, 
Those plants that some of you have been working on will start getting a little brown, get a little withered. You'll have to really care for them. You'll have to make sure to water them. This is where I fail. You have to make sure to water them every now and then. You have to maybe pour some miracle grow on them. Is that what it's called? Miracle grow? Miracle grow. We need some miracle grow on us sometimes and on our nation sometimes, but we need to take care of them. This is, the kind, this is kind of what, like what God does for us. All of us at times feel a little dried up, a little withered. And in order to thrive again, we have want to feel, we need to feel the nurturing love of God and the power of the Holy Spirit pouring into us, down to our roots. The rootedness, is of, rootedness of us as individuals and of us as a nation what it means to be who we are, feel that nourishing power within us. As Dana mentioned this morning, Evie Wiesel passed away this weekend. He wrote so many amazing words. One quote I, I, I remember frequently is when he said, look, if I were alone in this world, I would have the right to despair, to choose solitude and self-fulfillment. But Fizel wrote, I am not alone. But I am not alone. He knew that throughout his life. He knew he could disregard despair and solitude and self-fulfillment because he was not alone. He also knew the danger of indifference. He talked about that often, about the opposite of love is not hate, it is indifference. That's the freedom God has given us, to not be indifferent in this life. That's the freedom upon which our country was founded, that we would not look at others in need close to home or across the world with an indifference. Yves Wiesel knew the power of those words. He knew the power of God's presence in his life. Go from this place, as Jesus sent those disciples long ago, go from this place discovering the new opportunities that God puts before you. Go united in the spirit, just like those early disciples were, pushing through all the distractions of life. Go as they did, believing you have been given by God the authority, the responsibility to share good news, to share hopeful news, to share peace-filled news. Good news of a Savior who's given each of us freedom 
freedom to live with a radical trust in a God that will carry us through life, guiding us and directing us as we grow as children of God. And in a way, as we celebrate communion in a few moments, this is what communion is all about, right? For a moment, in the midst of the distractions of our life, maybe not midway carnies calling out, but maybe in a way that's what it's like as we walk through this journey of life. We hear the calls and the distractions and the temptations. And what communion's about is feeling a freedom in this moment to be united intimately with God, to be united intimately with each other as children of God. In that bread and in that cup, feel the power of a Holy Spirit being poured into us. A love that does not fail, a hope that does not end, a promise, a covenant that is for us now and forever. With the freedom to live our life with that sort of authority, with that sort of responsibility, as we learn and grow. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the beauty of this day and this weekend. Help us to remember that we are not alone in this world. Help us to be a country that remembers we are not alone in this world. that we have you and that there are others in this world different from us, but united together as children of God. Dear God, we come here this morning into this sanctuary, and if anyone comes with a special burden in their hearts, a challenge they're facing, allow them to feel the freedom that only you can give, strength and a courage to take on whatever tomorrow brings, letting go whatever disappointments or struggle might exist in today or yesterday, to place ourselves in your hands and to place ourselves in each other's hands. We go forward together we go out into this world together like lambs sometimes in the midst of the wolves. Thank you, God, that we have you by our side. Thank you, God, we have this church and the church, family of God, a community of faith, for strength on the journey. We pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen.